All right, welcome back to Straight to Am, your podcast for local music in Winnipeg and Manitoba. My name is DC. I'm here with Alex. We've got a great episode today with Luke and Cal from the Sturgeons who have a release party coming up at the Park Theater for their new album, Black and White. Let's get to it! So let's welcome Luke and Cal from the Sturgeons on to uh, Straight to Am podcast. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So uh, lots to talk about today. Uh, yeah. Everything from new albums, tours, the band's history. We're really just kind of getting to know you just at that personal level. If there's anything, any dark secrets that you really want to share today. <laughs> yeah. Looking well, for the dirt, eh? Yeah. 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 space, just so you know. We won't tell anyone. It's, it's really fun. Yeah. So let's kind of do like a hit, uh, the history here. Like, let's start with you guys growing up. Um, when did you guys uh, start getting into music, instruments, singing, all all that? We got it, uh, into music uh, later. Uh, well, playing music anyway in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cal uh, did some guitar lessons. I started playing guitar in grade nine. Yeah, and right. uh, kind of learned learned a little bit how to read music, and then realized I don't want to do that. <laughs> I just did my whole thing for the rest of the other three years of high school. You know, I think a lot of people, like, including myself, I took lessons and I'm sitting there, I'm like, I feel like it was a back step and a forward step. I learned everything by ear. Yeah, me too. By ear yeah. kind of so, a feeling. Yeah. There's different I'm musicians. I'm a self-taught drummer too, so oh, I haven't taken yeah. any, yeah. any sort of lessons or anything like that. So. What about you? Self-taught. Self-taught. Okay. Um, after high school music, I just basically went... This is not my skill level. Yeah, there's different levels of being a musician. Yeah, right? you yeah, know, yeah. like there's players, there's like you know, yeah, you're reading music and stuff. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, Even yeah. There's something to be said. Like a lot of people that go to like uh, school for it in like university and stuff. They, yeah, they, you learn so much about it, but then you almost lose that creativity. Yeah, as a music, it's like an art form, right? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there's a lot of useful things in school too. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. Back in high school, I basically just had to kind of stop. When I, was, I used to play bass clarinet and I hated this. Oh, I did that oh, too. Not, bass not the bass, oh, the bass clarinet, sorry. I love the bass clarinet. That was junior high. It was the very <laughs> same thing it. as me. And trying to learn Thario, <laughs> that thing was more of a distraction than it was trying to just to get used to it, get a feel for it. I had the most fun just playing it on my own and really kind of getting a feel for that thing. And as hard as it was, that was how I excelled at it. But every time they brought back that there, I'm just like, no. Oh yeah, I remember uh, doing a test and we were playing Tears in Heaven and I just watched my buddy play it and I've heard the song, you know, and I go up to do my test, put the piece of paper on in front of me and I know I'm not going to read it, I don't want to read it. And I played the whole thing for him and he's like, uh, that's not at all your part, but I'll give you an eight and a half out of ten because you're doing the solo. <laughs> like, nice. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. Um, and you guys are multi-instrument. Uh, yeah, somewhat. Um, not so much me. <laughs> Percussion, drums, I guess multi-instruments. Anything that makes yeah. a noise. Anything that makes a noise. There's multiple pieces of a drum set. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, there's uh, some of our old albums, I, I just picked some random instruments, give to Luke yeah. in his hand. He had like a little wooden tie thing and a beer bottle and a, and a mallet and stuff. I'm like, hey, figure something out with this. And he did, and it sounded awesome. <laughs> it was cool. Nice. Yeah, nice. Cal plays a bit of different things. Like he can play a little bit of banjo and stuff like that. But mostly we have our, uh, our buddy Rory. Yeah, uh, who's been with us like from the start? Nice, uh, and he, he plays like. Yeah, we just played for. We just helped back him up last night at uh, at the King's Head for yeah. uh, Snake Feeling a little rough today. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, no, I've seen Rory a few times. I've seen you guys with Rory. Uh, actually, the first time I met you guys was actually at Smith Rush. Right. Yeah, that was actually a really good show. 
Yeah, like because he's also all over the place with instruments. Oh yeah, so yeah. he would that. be a multi-instrumentalist. Yeah, like I sing a lot with banjo, acoustic, guitar, uh, steel slide. Yeah. Just like this guy is so versatile. Oh, he's still got that. Uh... Right, he came from a metal background. He was a metal drummer. Really? Originally, yes. yeah. Okay. He became a folky <laughs> when he met us. Yeah. It's just like he discovered Neil Young one day. He found like the album yeah. harvest, and like <laughs> my life has changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, me and him, uh, I. Uh, I ran into him in grade 11 guitar. Oh, uh, he was at, uh, he was going to college Bellevue and I guess he switched schools in grade 11 and okay. all of a sudden I see this guy, long curly hair in our class, playing guitar. I'm like, who the heck is this guy? I go talk to him because I recognize the song he was playing. I'm like, where'd you learn that song? He's like, oh, a good buddy of mine wrote it uh, in Bellevue. I'm like, is his name Ian McIntosh? He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that's my best friend and that's my song. <laughs> and then awesome. we've been pretty much, I guess, writing and playing music together ever yeah, since, really. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love those stories. Biggest influences for you guys? Like, what in, um, growing up? What was your influences growing up? What were the influences uh, going into the band? Well, obviously Neil Young was up there when we were, when it first started, and still today, of course. Yeah. Um, the band, the band is one well. of our favorites. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely hear that in your music too. Thank you. Yeah, you're not the first person to say that. I'm no. really liking that compliment. <laughs> I think uh, you listen to a lot of their uh, their mix matches, especially like like the one of the first things I saw when I was young was the Lost Waltz. Right. And, like, and that's bringing in so many artists. Yeah. And they just did everything. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that was a big influence for us for sure when I first watched that movie too. Yeah. Because we love like that's what we're doing at our CD release too. We're bragging and getting people to come play with us as well. Nice. And we have Alex Campbell's playing some keys for us, and hopefully the girls from Sweet Alibi will join us too. And, like we're all about that, like homegrown music and joining in doesn't matter. It's not about the perfectionist. It's more about the feeling and the and having a good time with the crowd as oh, well. Yeah. You know, it's we're not uh, one of those computer musicians, I guess. Well, and that was actually one thing I wanted to tap on too was is the relationships you build in the local community, um, like with like you guys playing with Rory and vice versa, um, and all the ties that you make. I, like, can you guys tap on that scene in Winnipeg? I think that scene in, is mostly Winnipeg. I mean, we've traveled across Canada, and you get some other musicians that get angry when another musician, another band. bandmate, mm -hmm. plays with another one. They're like, "Hey, what are you doing? You're in our band, you know." Yeah. Winnipeg just seems to be the no. Everybody's sharing. Everybody just wants to play music. That's not as big of a city either. So yeah, know, like every all the musicians really get to know all the other musicians, you know. Mm -hmm. Good to know we're living up to that friendly Manitoba model. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about that with uh, Trevor on our, on our last interview at the U of M. He, yeah. Back when uh, Jet Set Satellite was getting started, the scene in Winnipeg was a lot more competitive, and that's completely changed. So we've actually grown as far as just how we work together. Yeah, yeah. networks are a lot tighter, and I see bands kind of working in and out with each other. Yeah, like 20 years ago, like he was talking about how competitive it was, and bands would be mad that you were more successful than they were, mm -hmm. if you were playing this venue and they were not. But yeah, it's a, there's a big transition to what it is today. Yeah. Uh, the community's more tight, and everybody wants to play with each other. Really. Yeah. I guess there would be one, there, there's quite a high standard yeah, I think that's more the thing, right? and you have new musicians coming in, they're a yeah. little bit nervous because of that. But uh, yeah, generally, yeah, they like to play with everybody. Help I think each other clicky out. almost? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you have to know the right people to get into the scene. Yeah. 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 I think it, it's also, it's more, um, the sound has changed too. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, There's sure. A lot more yeah. folk now. It used yeah. to be punk, and uh, yeah, I think punk a lot of punk. But it, which folk I always find kind of uh, still punk a little bit, like especially oh, yeah. the f- folk you see here too. Yeah. It's raw. It's 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 more of a power feeling, right? It's yeah. uh, just not as loud, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, so the Sturgeons. When did you guys become the Sturgeons? Oh, that's a good question. When did we officially? It took us forever to pick a name, so we just ended up it was pretty much when we graduated high school, eh? Yeah, I think so. Right around, around yeah, there. Oh, six. Dear. Yeah. Around oh, six. Twelve years. Yeah. Twelve yeah. years. years. Coming up on three albums. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we got a new album coming out on the thirtieth. Yes. This podcast may or may not be up by then, but there is a CD release party on May 30th. We'll get it up before the CD release, don't worry. Okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll, great, we'll yeah. do it as fast as we can. Uh, t- tell us about the new album. Take that one, sure, yeah. Um, this album is, uh, Luke and I have been actually searching to buy a house in Winnipeg for a while and we were kind of traveling around a lot and uh, I did all the recording myself and Luke did all the uh, the artwork. So we're, we're pretty homegrown musicians that do everything ourselves. We also have full-time jobs, so... Uh, it took a while to get the album together. Yeah, yeah so it's kind, of, it's kind of a collage of stuff because we recorded in so many multiple different places and uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. There's also one song on there... Uh, you don't really own me is uh, one I did actually a while back that uh, we just had to stick on an album because we really liked it. But it's just me overdubbing myself, kind of getting into a headspace and just kind of going with it. We'll be playing it as well. It'll sound a little bit different at the CD release, but uh, it's good. Yeah, it's kind of a cool uh, collage of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, we got the CD release part came out May thirtieth. What about for shows after that? You guys got a tour coming up? Yeah, we're heading out west uh, in July. Uh, for like two weeks, or two just weeks? after folk just fest. Just after folk yeah. fest, yeah. We'll be doing the wandering minstrel thing at folk fest as well. Oh, All right. Just uh, yeah, we just wander around and play in certain play areas, whatever. I think it's we kind of generally play to some of the volunteers because we oh, feel right, like they yes. don't they don't um, get to like see some of the shows, so we always go right to the volunteers. Yeah. To, like, <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you this, but Brittany, my girlfriend, went to high school with them. Yeah. Yes. And she, okay. and, she, and she volunteers at folk fest, so she told me that that's how I found out about you guys. She's oh. like, well, you got to see these guys that go around to all the sites and, and to the volunteers and just play. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, it's, it's pretty fun, yeah. I'll be looking around for you then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, more about the tour. Tell us more about the tour. Uh, well, you booked the dates anyway. Yeah, well, we'll be leaving, I guess, just after Folk Fest, and we're going to be hitting up uh, Calgary and uh, Waterton, Alberta. Okay. It's beautiful there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do Golden, BC, Kamloops. You guys cross uh, the scenery. Yeah, we're doing the whole little uh, interior of BC and Alberta kind of circuit. Oh, uh, for the summer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then I saw a couple shows lined up at the Smith again. Yes, that's in September. Oh, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I think it's later yeah, September. I think that's in September, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Down, I haven't booked too out. many local gigs uh, for the summer here at the moment, anyway. I guess in terms, I like talking about venues, so that'll be my... Oh, okay. So as far as local venues, you play at the park, obviously. Is there anywhere else that you really love playing? I'm basically always trying to find what is the next up-and-coming venue where the... Where do you guys love to play or want to play if you haven't yet? Oh, that's interesting. Um, well, we've never played the Goodwill yet. Yeah, um, it seems to be uh, getting popular as well. Yeah, that's a great venue. Like I like yeah, that place. Great, yeah. So I mean, we could have booked our CD release there, I guess. And they do that kind of thing. But uh, no, we also, of course, love playing Times Change. I mean, 
<laughs> you know, that's Any, the one place yeah. <laughs> in the city that you, you gotta go to, right? Oh, there. yeah. Yeah, yeah like the general consensus is either Times Change, the park, uh, or like the top two. And of course, the West End as well. Yeah, yeah, West oh, yeah. End. Yeah. Anywhere that like music is a priority, I guess, instead yeah. of going to a bar to play and do a bunch of people, you mm-hmm. know, just watching TV or and yelling. Yeah, and you're, stuff, you're you just know, the like, background. Noise. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Where someone actually comes to see you. And and we love doing house concerts as well. Uh, oh yeah. We did one a while back, and it was just a blast because it was kind of cool. You can play a song, and people had questions. You can kind of do it in the moment as part of like the mm-hmm. set. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's like a workshop. <laughs> yeah, kind of, you know, and people can kind of dive into it and, you know, not just stare at, it's almost like an entertainment where they've planned a set, you know, like where you go see a big show now, it's like a very well planned out, thought out show, right? This is all kind of on the spot, real, really happening right in front of you too, right? And Do you ever just get asked to like, hey, can you guys just kind of play a couple songs for us, like right on the fly and you just have to do it or... <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, once in a while yeah. we've done that. Yeah. Around the fire, usually, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember this is years ago. I played in one band where our lead singer would randomly call us, be like, "We're playing a har- we're playing a house show in like five hours. Go to the studio <laughs> downtown, get all our stuff, and jam it into this person's place." So when we were the heavier metal band, so I had like giant drum kit, we had oh, oh, yeah, several yeah. amps, and we just try and squeeze it all into like this person's apartment and. It was, it was always a fun time because you just have to make it work and yeah. people you generally appreciate that because they're, they go yeah. from no music to having a live band in their living room. Yeah. yeah. So. so far today, what is the best show you guys have had? Like, what's been the best, Ooh, best gig? The best gig. Most memorable. Most memorable. We won't make this competitive for anyone out there. Yeah. <laughs> There's been so many gigs now. Oh, damn. I'm going to have to think about I got their own, own, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, there was a pretty cool one at Lloyd and Jackie's uh, yeah. for Trout Fest. We did a, it was like a... Or his his wedding social. That's we what I was talking about, shared yeah. the stage with, uh, like, Robbie Mays and Fred Eaglesmith. Okay. And the stage was, uh, this guy had this giant old bus, which was, was pretty sketchy, actually. The way he, <laughs> we had to back it up, so we had one, two guys, like, kind of guiding where it was going, and I had to pour gasoline out of a ketchup container slowly <laughs> as we were going. And he had this giant um, antenna... Antenna that would flip up, and then he'd have a parachute come over top. And he's like half cut, right? And he's just climbing these hydro poles and tying to hydro. We're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, stage looks awesome, but you know, like, and then I guess it was supposed to stop the rain, but you know, a parachute doesn't actually stop rain. It just kind of collected in the middle and starts dripping on me right in the middle of the stage. Yeah, nice. But it was a, it was a really fun show, yeah. It was a kind of small crowd in this little, uh, little spot. That was definitely a fun one, yeah. 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 So definitely, it's unique elements to make it memorable. Yeah, yes. for sure, and the crowd that really appreciates it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes all the difference. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Do you have any um, festivals that you we talked about folk fest briefly, but are there any festivals you like playing at or want to play at? Well, there's Trout Forest Music Festival. Uh, Trout that's Forest. Trout Forest. Trout Forest. Yeah, not Rainbow Trout. Right. This is Trout Forest. It's uh, in Ear Falls, like just in Ontario. Okay. Do you know where Vermilion Bay is? Yeah. Yeah. So it's about an hour north of that. Hour and a half. Yeah. It's a, a small little little town and that's probably our favorite festival yeah we've been going for years Uh, now and and I guess that's associated with that uh, gig we were just talking about okay it was up there and uh, he's the one that started the festival nice yeah we go there every year stage manage the the main stage every year now you guys have to check it out (laughs) definitely I mean it's like the tourism area I guess so like the main stage is basically on a beach too 
Oh, really? It's mainly all Winnipeggers too. Come, hey, it's all like yeah. Winnipeg acts too, and it's all Winnipeggers. There's a couple of locals yeah. that come by, and I don't know. They just yeah, yeah. And they don't have the room to grow anymore either, right? So it's okay. like it stays at like a nice intimate like level. That's all I really want to know is like, well, what we want from a festival is the ones that just kind of stay at that perfect size. Yeah, still intimate. Still trying to grow yeah. themselves. Yeah. The best thing too is there's a giant yeah. lake right there, and you can literally watch the music in the lake. Oh, I know, yeah. like, think about Folk Fest, everybody's just dying in the heat, right? <laughs> That's the best thing about Trout, is you oh, just nice. wake up, dive in the lake, you feel reborn, almost, you know? Nice. And what do people do, like, they camp or cottage? Or? Yeah, camp, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, they have plenty of camping. Nice. Yeah, it's like kind of like Rainbow Trout, except you have that little creek beside the uh, entire yeah. site. I've been meaning to check it out, I haven't gone to Rainbow Trout yet, so. The tickets go on sale pretty soon, so oh, yeah. we'll be getting our seats for that. Yeah, and you go, don't you? Yeah, we've been going for the last five years, and it's the same idea. Um, it's 20 minutes south of St. Malo. Right. Uh, small campsite. I think their tickets are capped there at under a thousand people. And oh, it's, yeah. you're always 10, 20 feet from the main stage, so you can hear it. There's no bongos going off anywhere. <laughs> no, um, there's just none of that. Right. It's really nice, focused on the music. Yeah, what weekend is that? It's, uh, I don't have the dates so on me. On this third weekend of August? Yeah, it's usually the third weekend of August, like 19th, 20th. Right. Okay, yeah. And yeah, it's, by far my favorite right now. There's a few other ones I used to go to. Um, there's one out in, not Morgan, Manitoba, Morris or something, maybe Morris, I don't know. But all of them, they're just tight, they're very warm, and it's all people from Winnipeg that just go and just enjoy yeah, music some of the stuff. best music you'll ever find because you're not really worrying about like major headliners coming or... Right, yeah. Yeah, there seems to be more and more of them too. You know, like now it's starting to like you're trying to book them all for the summer. Just like, oh, I got no time left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn, I can't even make all of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got you got to figure out which one you want to go to because some of them land on the same day. Like, yeah, it's like a tough decision. Your July's chewed up now, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. All right. So here's here's a question we you were kind of thinking about earlier is, um, you guys are twin brothers. Yes. Is there a stage chemistry that, like, as twin, that kind of builds up between the two? Like, feeding off each other, like, just, are you, in, like, the sync, the timing, is it all? Yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. I mean, uh, we, obviously musicians can have that connection the more time they spend. Yes. And, and connect with stuff. I think with us, it was, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Because we already have that chemistry, so we kind of understand each other right away. Yeah, of course, we've been playing for 12 years, too, so right. that helps. Kind of helps. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what I mean was, like, is it like, like a times two effect? Like, when you have that chemistry as musicians, does it double when you're twins, you know? Um, I don't know about double, but... Well, it could be, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. It's not always on, too. Yeah. I mean, we're not perfect, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, we're pretty well connected. Well, but we've always been twins, right? So we don't really know what, it, you know. <laughs> but a lot of times, he, gets, he gets thrown in the drums in the back of the stage, so he's got to look at my back the entire time. So there's that. i got to turn around to actually make eye contact with him. Just a little walk out here and there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you okay back there? Yeah. yeah okay. Still there? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, we've got some fun questions for you guys here. These are thinkers. And you, you guys can like, have your own answer for this, too, if you want. Stranded on an island with only one album, what album would it be? Ooh, I I would have to go with the last waltz. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it, it, just because you got a little bit of everybody right? else yeah. there too. Yeah, you're cheating there. I think. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Bob, a little bit of Neil, a little bit of yeah. Neil Diamond and Young. 
Yeah, definitely Neil Young, I would say. Which album? That's, uh, man, picking favorites. That's my worst. Like, <laughs> everybody always asks me the favorites. Like, I can't have a favorite. Like, I know those things come up on sucks. social media, and it gives you, like, pick pick one, pick three, pick ten. It's like, okay, no, you got to keep doubling this for me. So yeah, I yeah. Go on and on. Yeah, at least, yeah. like, a big block of ten <laughs> would be easier. But, uh, yeah, definitely Neil Young, I would have to say, would be in there for sure. Just because I think I resonate with him a lot in the yeah. way he writes songs. and. Yeah. Uh, I went and saw him when he was doing the Oil Sands tour. Uh, oh, yeah. I got to set up a projector for, like, 20 minutes in between him and Diana Krall. And was that the most recent one that he was here? Or no. No, uh, that was in no, it was in Regina when I saw okay. him. Okay. Yeah. It was a couple of years ago, I guess maybe three years ago or something. Yeah, I missed the last one. I just so, did the uh, Centennial. Yeah. But I saw him with Crazy Horse before that. Oh, yeah. Nice. Are you talking about the... Uh, Twisted Road Tour, that acoustic one they did? Nope. Oh, that, yeah, was, that was after. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he came and played the MCS Center with Crazy Horse, and they just did like their, they had just put out a new album, so they did a few oh, new yeah. songs off the new album, and then he did, of course, some of their biggest hits, and then the show before that was the, the acoustic one at the Centennial. That was unreal. That was magic. Yeah, I think that's kind of similar what had happened because when he was doing this tour, I guess Diana Krall opened up for him, and that mm -hmm. was great too. And I got to chat with her while uh, Neil was playing, which was pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think Neil Young, Neil Young almost had me in tears. He just had all his instruments in front of him. No plan. You could tell like, yeah. he didn't have a plan. And he, he was yeah. playing some of the old songs on different instruments, on his pump organ and stuff like that. And it was just like, it was just real right in front of you, you know? Like, yeah. you get that sense from Neil Young. Oh, like, for he's sure. not, uh, you know. You can just pull things out of nowhere. Yeah. And that, yeah. the acoustic show I saw at the Centennial, I guess, was, I guess you call it acoustic because it's just him. But I would, I guess more politically correct, it's just a solo tour. Right. But he has, like you said, the stage of all the instruments. And there's like two different pianos. He's got the, the carved Indian with the headdress in the corner, the, the yeah. lamp, the, yeah. the carpet, the couch. Uh, the organ, and then he's got all the guitars out in front of yeah. him. Banjo. What's eerie about it is like when he would stop playing, there was no cheer. Like I, like you said, it's like it's because people, because people are yeah. Like, oh, I, like, I was locked so on too. There'd be like one guy who'd kind of stand up and clap. He's, he goes back. Down, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I got prematurely got on my seat. Uh, but it was the most amazing show. Like I said, each song he was going somewhere different. Like he would do like. Know, like he'd open up with my my hey hey on acoustic and go to the piano to do this and go, go back over and play this song and it was just yeah. blew my mind yeah and then uh the time before that the first time i ever saw him was at the mts just the whole band was just the greatest hits stretch but that acoustic show wow that's yeah. still one of my favorite concerts of all time awesome yeah yeah definitely me too but what's you what would be your one album Ooh. <laughs> well for this week <laughs> for this week yeah <laughs> That would be easier. What's what's the one album you've been listening to the most this month or something? Yeah. <laughs> it would be easier, yeah. Actually, in the last couple of weeks, I've been listening to um, Begonia's new album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, She's amazing. I saw her at Royal Canoe's uh, concert at the Centennial when they were at the orchestra. And that's oh, nice. That was my introduction oh, to her. Oh, that really cool wow. to see. And I'm like, that was amazing, really cool. She had, they had an art show a few weeks ago where she played at, and I think that was part of her release. Got reintroduced to her again and completely floored me. So now I'm kind of entranced, and I've been listening to that just nonstop. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, she's voice amazing just talent. Like, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Her and a couple of girl, other girls from shit. I mean, I remember being around the fire and just like, you know, drinks were flying around and just they were just making up songs on the spot. Like, and it was like perfect harmonies. They were just like 
what is going on? Like, you didn't practice this? How? Yeah, right. I don't believe you. You know, like they're just that like in sync and like that tight. It's just uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. That's why I love seeing that. Like when like a group of people just get in and they're just boom, it's just in sync instantly. I'm kind of I'm gonna draw back to what we're talking about with our rainbow trout earlier. They have something called Carpet Beach where it's basically an open mic session. Oh yeah. Of this little pond that's just carpeted out, so everyone crowds around it, they have a couple of mics and people get to go up and just kind of play their own jams. Nice. And so Atlas and a few others will do, will MC it and play some of their own songs. And this is kind of, and some of the actual artists playing at the show will also do the same thing. So it's basically just the entire festival around the small batch of trees or on the water, yeah. just listening to everyone's, including the festival attendees, just own music and interpretations. It's very intimate, it's very just serene and magical. Right. Um, it's cool because you, you catch people that want to be doing it in the moment too, right? Rather than like, I know there's uh, Scott Nolan's got this one line in one of his songs he's talking about. He's like, now that I have not like uh, a show to play or uh, I don't have a show to play, I want to play kind of thing, you know? Like sometimes when you're like scheduling yourself, you got to play in that moment, right? And try to do the best. And sometimes you're forcing yourself a little bit. But with something like, like that, you're getting people that just want to right there and right then and they're gonna put out their best stuff because of it right because they're in it you know you're just like you're in the moment people everything's just kind of right there yeah you, so. oh, that's awesome yeah. yeah i never have had the guts to go up and do it myself yet but you know maybe oh, I have to do that, yeah. <laughs> do you guys have a goal or like um how would i say this uh a future envision of where you guys want to go or a show you would want to play uh well you know what i definitely would want to play Folk Fest uh, mm -hmm. just because that was a big influence on us. We've been going for 19 years now. Yeah, yeah. So like, I guess like, just to be on that stage and doing that would kind of uh, cap off a little something there. Um, but I mean, yeah, we obviously want to uh, play music more more and more. You guys are here, what's the next step here in like that yeah, Folk Fest? That's, yeah, yeah well, I mean, we both have full-time jobs, right? So oh, yeah. it, it's tough to make that transition. I mean, yeah. a year or two ago, we were kind of leaning towards, well, should we make the push to do music full-time? And, and it, it just got to be too much. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially when you start getting into the business side of music, you start to lose that music and the, the, the fun, creative, artistic side of it. Yeah. So it, it kind of get lost and you get overworked almost. I yeah. Think. And it's, yeah. Uh, it's tough to make money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. So yeah, we, I think we found a pretty good balance at the moment right now with our jobs, you know, that we can yeah. help pay the bills, but still do our music. I mean, I don't think we're ever going to get away from doing music, right? For sure. That's just yeah. something for sure. Part of it's music. nice to like, we, we just do all the shows too that people are asking us to do, which is nice, right? Because yeah. you know they want to rather being than the starving musician that's just like booking constantly and you get really overworked and tired of that, just trying to get gigs to, you know, keep a living, you know, right? Mm -hmm. So it's nice to know, like, when we do get gigs, it's for people that really, really want it, too, so it's nice, yeah. And we do everything ourselves, so, we're like, yeah, oh, we yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah, we uh, do it in our own time kind of thing. Yeah, Cal recorded the whole album. Oh, nice. Yeah. And how'd you guys do it? Uh, just a uh, home studio, kind of, Pro Tools. Uh, yeah. The usual way. Yeah, it's the home studio thing. Yeah. But it's nice how far technology has come to a level. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just having yeah. to pay for studio time if there's only one in the city. Yeah, well, and then trying to book studio time, you, know, like you have a timeline, right? You have to try to fit in that amount. You know, 
Becomes a lot of work. It adds up the money. And you got to kind of know exactly what you're doing before you go in there because you want to use your time the best you can, right? This way we can kind of just experiment and let a song grow into something that we didn't even thought, we didn't think of. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of it's kind of yeah. cool that way too, right? Yeah. You have your own time, and I think a lot more and more people are doing it, right? Yeah, exactly. You have, like you said, with more time, you have more to brew. Yeah, but then again, you also have to finish it, which took me a <laughs> yeah. while. That's true. This yeah. one was tough to finally just like, okay, we're done. You know, we're done with this thing right now. Yeah, Luke and I have been working on some. Comes other down stuff. as soon as you book the venue to release, then it's like, okay, now we have a deadline. Yeah, timeline. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, one thing producers are good for. To their credit, is to keep you on the on track and not waste every everyone's time by just kind of yeah. putzing around. Unless you have that unlimited budget. Yeah. yeah. Chinese, well, I mean, you could. Chinese democracy budget. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could change the song any way you want to, right? Yeah. There's so many options you can do. Be like, well, what if we try this? Well, what if we try this? What if we try this? There's definitely a couple a couple things I wanted to put on this album where I went, okay, well, no, it's gonna take too long. I gotta, I gotta get yeah. this done. And yeah. Of course, it could sound completely different. I get, could do yeah. it this way. Get a whole orchestra in here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was really cool. We did a, a show with um, Jeremy and the Delicious Hounds the other day, or it was, it was six other bands, weeks, and it was at the Park Theater, and it was band Winnipeg bands as bands, and so we okay. uh, Jeremy and the Delicious Hounds is I don't know if you've heard them, but they're like this funk soul band kind of good friends mm -hmm. of ours. And so they did, they covered four, three of our songs with Ruckus, sorry, not with the Sturgeons, but Rory and the Ruckus, they did three of their songs, and we did three of their songs. Oh, yeah. And it was pretty That's cool to like really mix, yeah, because Rory and the Ruckus is like a, definitely like a string bluegrass kind oh, of country, so, you know, yeah. like uh, really unique, but uh, it was fun to kind of transform their songs into what we were doing and vice versa. Yeah. It was really yeah, cool. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. I would love to have seen that, like I am, I grew up with a lot of different, like, I, liking different genres, and punk was one of them. And there was, I had these different uh, compilations where, like, Dropkick Murphys would cover Rancid, Rancid would cover Dropkick Murphys, right. and then oh, yeah. vice versa with yeah. face to face. So, yeah, I would love to, love to see van, local bands <laughs> do that. I can't remember whose Facebook page it was on, but there's Winnipeg's Metal Fest last year was doing a bunch of um, System of a Down covers. Oh, yeah. So all the major metal bands were just playing one, like, those, those System of a Down songs, and it was like one of the coolest ideas I've ever had because I'm like, why haven't we done this before? There's so many different ways you can approach just having a show. Yeah, like changing the song too, not just playing it like a cover band where yes. you're playing, you're trying to replicate someone's playing rather yeah. than, you know, you're playing your own stuff, but yeah. someone else's song, you know what I mean? Like you can put your own twist on it, which makes it real cool. It makes it know, so like, good. Yeah. And it really shows you what is a good song. For me, anyway, it's like if it's like transferable to like that, and you know you've got that's a good song, you know. And I think yeah. that it's also a testament to the, to the artist as well to take someone else's work and not focus on trying to do that artist's interpretation mm -hmm, of it. You yeah. take your own because you have your own style, you have your own thought process, and mm -hmm. you also learn how they're the, how they work too oh, a yeah, little bit yeah. too, right? So you're putting your own thing, but you also have a little bit of a learning curve on figuring out how other people write their songs, you know. Brian's not here, so we should probably ask this question oh. his, on his behalf. This is important, so take your time on this answer. Okay. Hot dog or sandwich? No, is, sandwich. Is, is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, is or a hot dog? That's his favorite question to ask, and he's not here, so I gotta ask it for him. Ooh. So whether it is a sandwich, or is it? Or is it or its, its, its own, own thing? A hot dog on its own? Is it that unique? It's its own thing. It's a sandwich on its side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Hmm. 
I'd call it a sandwich. I'd call it a hot dog. Well, I'm going to have to fight one of you. I just, I just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll just, yeah. I'll side on the side of being individual. You know, I, the general, <laughs> why the not, right? Any chance when it could be something different, yeah. let's go with it. The general consensus that it is, it's own entity. It, it's, it's meat in a bun, not yeah. filling in between two pieces of bread. So it's its own thing. But that's, that's my so, thing. Yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah. Did you ever have like hot dog sandwiches where you cut the hot dog? And oh yeah, totally. Then it becomes a sandwich. There we go. There's a sandwich. Yeah. I feel vindicated now. Do you guys have a favorite song to cover? Ooh, favorite song to cover. I'm sure we used to. So I'm trying to think of one. Uh, well, we don't cover too many songs, I guess, but lately, yeah. Well. We do always put in "Ain't Waiting" from Justin Town Zero on our sets a lot because we do like playing that. Yeah, that's true. With Roy on harmonica. Yeah, that's a fun one. That's a good one. Yeah. All these favorite questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Favorite, favorite. Uh. Early years, we we really liked Gone Wandering from uh, Jackie Green. Yeah, we played a that long a time ago. Yeah, that one was in our set for a long time. It's a fun one. Everyone seemed to like that one. Yeah. But you guys obviously have a good catalog now that you fill a set with those mainly all original. Mostly, mostly, original. yeah. Like, <laughs> kind of straight away doing covers. Yeah, we definitely focus more now, on so. original stuff rather yeah. than playing yeah. those covers. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I do have two more questions for you, and I'm gonna put some backstory on this one. Okay. One time I played at the zoo. This is like my, the show I have always wanted to do. I've always wanted to play at the Osborne Zoo. So zoo. This is like the yeah. coolest experience ever. And I had a blast, it was a lot of fun. But at the end of the show, um, our singer at the time got in a fight with the hecklers because oh, they weren't paying attention or something was going on and she was kind of doing something that she probably shouldn't have been saying. No names. But I kind of thought, is that the best way of approaching it? So my question for you is, what advice would you have for a future band in terms of how of etiquette or what to not do when you're playing a live show? Interesting. Well, when it comes to hecklers, you just gotta ignore them. Sure. I mean, you don't want to get to their level. You don't want to feed the cold. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Other etiquette on stage. Well, as long as you're doing it, like, I mean, as long as you're performing and you're doing it also for yourself, I feel like you're, you're not going to you're not gonna go wrong, right? So as long as you're pleasing yourself and you're trying to do your stuff the best you can on stage, that's all that matters, too. And the people that are actually willing to listen are going to hear it. Exactly. You know, and forget all the other people. I mean, uh, I was just talking to someone about this, too, and she's trying to nervous about, how do you play with other people? How do you... I'm like, you just got to... Throw it out there. Just, I mean, you can't be ashamed of it. If someone doesn't like it, that's gonna happen. Like, you can't. You just gotta. You gotta throw it out there and let people hear it. And mm-hmm. and because you gotta do it. I mean, people always talk to us about like, um, like, oh, you gotta play for your audience. You gotta, you know, you gotta perform the best for your audience. You gotta do this for your audience. It's like, well, it's not why I start playing music per se. That is true. Yeah, I, I wouldn't to disagree with that. that. Exactly. But it's got to be for everybody in the building. It's got to yeah. be for everybody. You know, like I think Joe Strummer when he first started playing music. I mean, he was terrible when he first started, but he was all about everybody. He'd have a house like, like a warehouse, kind of like this or something like that. And he'd do a big party, and and it was all about everybody getting into it. He would drag people on stage. He would, if he saw someone being bored or something, like he would pull them up and get them into it. It was all about everybody having a good moment together rather than yeah. than music 
big wall stage where people, you know, and yeah. sometimes I watch some shows at the MTS Center, and like some of your favorite bands, like, I, I don't like to talk down about people, but like, I just don't understand why the Eagles play with each other anymore. I did oh. their show, and there's like seven Escalades waiting for them, and we couldn't go anywhere near, like, because I was tearing it down. Is and all of them don't like each other. Okay. They all leave separately in separate cars. Yeah. And it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, oh, yeah. why are you, money. you know, money. it's money. money. You know, like, yeah. it's like, I don't understand. Like, I wouldn't go see a show for that reason, you know? Not to say that I do like some of the Eagles stuff and stuff like that. Like, it, mm-hmm. But, like, you start seeing some of that stuff, and, and it's, for me, that hits me a little hard. Like the best part for a show for me is seeing that chemistry on stage between the artists Them and, the, too, and the yeah. audience. So yeah. If you're not having fun, I can tell you're not having yeah. fun, and that just kind of you're just going through the motions, you know. Yeah. There's a yeah. few bands I've, um, I've like I've seen that, and I, like you know it. Like uh, Nickelback is one of them. They all have their own separate buses, and that's how they toured. Uh, we were at a music festival in Brandon, uh, X Fest, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess the the, the the booking agent didn't know that uh, the headliner on the second day was three doors down that they were bringing a big stage production. But one of the biggest issues they had is they had nowhere to put all their buses because all five members had five uh, different yeah. buses. Their crew had different buses. So every, there was like, they had like seven buses and 10 trailers. Yeah. And then the show got delayed. Three bands got bumped from the bill because it took that long to fill yeah. the stage up. But you're right, that, you, know, you lose the chemistry. You lose that, like, nobody wanted to stay for that band after. No, because no, they they looked so, they were they were so miserable on stage. And we went back to the campground and drank after they played Kryptonite, which is the second song in the set. <laughs> most oh, wow. recognized name. Yeah. There's another thing too about the audience though is like not to focus on them too much because I mean we've gotten caught like watching music and you know our arms crossed or whatever in our face and we look unhappy, right? Which is like are That's you just deep. This is like <laughs> no, I, I am I'm just so focused on yeah. the music, right? So like when you're on stage too, you you don't want to make sure you're like oh I'm not having fun. Am I not? It might not, you know, good to them or whatever. You don't want to focus on that stuff because you just don't know. Yeah, right. it's weird when you get like these screaming people talking on their phones or like and looking at their phones while they're saying, and they're having a blast, you know, but they're not really listening, and then they think I'm not having a good time. It's like, no, I'm actually paying attention. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like, I mean, that's fun and all. Like, if you want to just go and you know scream and yell and dance with your friends, it's cool too. You know, right. but like, yeah. But yeah, I guess you're right though. Sometimes I don't realize like if I'm in deep thought, I look angry when yeah. I'm looking on stage. I get that all the time. Uh, I go with my girlfriend. I've been with um, like my sister before and other, like other friends, and I'm I'm, I'm the cross arm guy, like watching yeah. intently, and they're like just have fun a little bit. I'm like I know right up in here. I'm enjoying <laughs> yeah. yeah. But as as uh, as a guitar player, I get so caught up in watching what they're doing on stage, like the. Um, the instrumental parts of it versus actually the whole right. everything as a whole. Like when I went and saw Iron Maiden the first time, which is like one of my favorite bands, there's three guitarists you have to watch. Oh yeah. And I'm like and while everybody else is going crazy. Yeah. So I, I totally relate to that. Yeah. You get you get caught in that I'm up here, there's there's a lot going on. Yeah, Iron Maiden was actually one of the funnest shows I did at the MTS Center, definitely oh, yeah. for sure. Like they did all their stuff, everything with Eddie in like seven trucks. Yeah. Like not like like the exact opposite of what you were saying with all the buses and stuff. Oh, they yeah. did everything so compact. Yeah. They were happy. They were very happy with us. They let us all watch the show. Yeah. And they're like handing beers afterwards too, you know. Yeah. So like they they appreciated everything and it was just it was really cool to see rather than, you know, like the yeah, US kind of situation and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was that much better because of that. Yeah. And I used to work at the stadium, so like I'd be always in the stadium shows and you know which crews were good, which ones were bad. Yeah. And yeah. there was a lot of bad ones. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'll throw that one out there. Oh, I'll yeah. name drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Fearless. <laughs> but like Paul, like Paul McCartney, for example, I were, they're like a happy-go-lucky crew. 
um, uh, ACDC, the, uh, I went to the I show. I did that one, yeah. But I worked during the day, and uh, I was having, uh, they had the best buffet ever. So like um, up in the, what used to be the blue and gold room at the old stadium, they had uh, a buffet for all the crew, but that's a big stage to build and put yeah. on. Yeah, really I was cool. I was driving forklift for that one. Yeah, yeah. It was rain and trucks. mud and, oh, yeah. it was... Yeah. yeah, and you had to bring in, they didn't uh, they stack their truss on big truck to bring it in. Yeah. We'd have to like edge it in. Yeah. Like it was so painful. <laughs> and uh, I remember going to the buffet, you can get breakfast, lunch, and dinner in one setting. Like they had like, like we'll make you an omelet. They had French toast, uh, pancakes, uh, lasagna was over here, pasta bar was over here. But I sat down and these all these other guys started sitting down and uh, there was the local crew, then there was the road crew. And yeah. A couple of road crew guys sat down with me and they started asking about Winnipeg and stuff like that. And the guy has his backstage pass and I don't know who he was or what he was, so I started talking with him. And he's been with them for 11 years. Wow. And he says, every, I said, well, do you watch the shows? Or do you kind of just go and have a nap somewhere? He goes, no, I watch every show. He's like, this is a band, like, when you're on tour with them, you watch every show and you get them all the He's like, like, we spend two days setting up, two days setting up. Because they actually, they have multiple stages. They leapfrog stages. Okay, yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, they don't see every single show, so every show that that... We're that they're at. They're, yeah. Right. Yeah. Awesome guys, though. Like, and, like, they're... Yeah, they were Aussie, too. Either Aussie or British. Yeah, that's true, yeah. And they it's were... almost a stereotype with that, I almost find, is yeah. the roadies are Aussies for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, actually, another funny story about uh, stadium shows was U2, because I, I, um, I was doing merchandise, and the, uh, the merch guy, he was a former Irish Hells Angel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but just a beauty. Yeah. Um, but actually, I want to go back to what you were talking about with uh, uh, breaking barriers and comfort zones with musicians. And that's something we would like to talk about uh, and we have in previous episodes is uh, new and up and coming musicians. Uh, words of wisdom for those to break down the walls to those who want to get out and start performing. Like to meet how uh, the avenues of meeting and coming out of that shell to say hey i want to perform now from the basement to the stage yeah the basement yeah to the on on stage uh, meeting that was people. a pretty tough call like, like, it's hard to explain because there are so many people ask us like how do you do that go on stage like and, and perform in front of people it's like i don't know i just like kind of focus on the music part of it i mean that's what you're there for right yeah, yeah. so you get lost in the music and you don't really pay attention to the audience you know if i were to go do a speech i'd be just completely scared to do that, right? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to music, it's just something you're practicing and something you do as long as you focus on what you're doing, you know, yeah. Like, and not paying attention to the hecklers or whatever could happen, mm -hmm. you know. Like, we had a heckler one time, but it was a positive heckler. <laughs> I mean, he was, positive. yeah, he was like the, he was super pumped, but he just wouldn't shut up. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, it was, but it was, you know, it's something you get used to that eventually too. But like open mics are always a great idea, you know, because then you get, yeah. it's a nice transition. They're usually not so busy. Mm -hmm. It's full of people that are also trying to do the same thing. Yeah. And so you kind of get a good like, introduction that, to a yeah. stage, right? Like if you've never played on a stage, yeah. that's a great way to like get yeah, up get on a stage it, yeah. at yeah. least, right? You know, and you don't have to play a whole set of music. You just play one or two Sorry. things that you, you're you really solid yeah. with. And uh, yeah, that's definitely... Uh, that was it's, definitely my first experience was an open mic at the Windsor. Well, you I did uh, uh, St. Abby's Bay, right? Yeah, it was everything. It was folk. Uh, blues, whatever you want. That's the best thing about Winnipeg, I think, too, right? Like, yeah. the, the venues and shows, you can see multiple different genres. It doesn't matter. Oh, like, yeah. your crowd, like, yeah. just likes all of it. We did a show with as Rory, I think, as well, but we were a filler, and it was all metal bands. Like, it was all, or hard rock to metal bands. We're like, yeah, yeah. 
oh boy, what are we going to do? You know, sure. yeah. yeah, I mean, went in there and everybody loved it. Everybody oh, yeah. like it was a big surprise to them too. They just had no clue what was going to happen, and phones came out and it was awesome. It was real fun. Volume of it might have been a little bit lower, but you guys, you guys were in the middle of the set. Yeah, we were kind of yeah, right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. The hot dog is fun. Exactly, the uniqueness of a hot dog, not a sandwich. Um, going back to the music for a moment, uh, how do you guys get the music out? What's, your, uh, what's the avenue people can go to uh, get your music, to buy the CDs, download, stream? Uh, well, we we have it all on like iTunes, and mm -hmm. uh, our other albums are on Spotify and stuff like that. Um, we don't think we have them really any stores. Maybe lying around. Not yet. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, not this one. For sure. release but, uh, not out yet. Not in HMV. We got a copy. <laughs> yeah. 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 These guys were nice enough to bring us a copy of the new album. So I'm pretty awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, I got first tips. Get the headphones first. You can share headphones. <laughs> so you've got your show coming up at the Park Theater May 30th. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else you want to? So throw a shout out for yeah. a plug. How about this? Something that nobody knows about the Sturgeons that they should know. Ooh. Um, I don't know what they don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I guess you guys know our hot dog and sandwich secret now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we don't always get along. <laughs> oh? I guess. I don't know. It's true. Yeah. It's pretty impossible to always get along. Yeah, that's true. What don't people know about us? Uh, we don't know what we're doing. Long. No. <laughs> You're asking us all of this advice, and really, uh, yeah, I mean, nice. you just gotta go and do it. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we're pretty, pretty open people too, so I, yeah. you know, we're not, we're comfortable with saying anything. So, so uh, going back to what we were talking about, like the breaking the barriers for a second, I just thought of something. Uh, you guys get a call, let's say next year, and they say, "Hey, would you like to play folk fest?" There would be a little bit of a nerve to that, or would you be like, "No, let's do it"? No, it would definitely just be just do it. I mean, there definitely would be. I think there's some nerves later on, but I think the first nerves. reaction definitely would just be like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, nice, yeah." Well, hopefully, one year you guys get on. I think you guys deserve to be there. Well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to the show at the park and hearing about this new album, mm -hmm. Black and White. Um, that. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Great to have you guys, and I uh, hope to have you guys back on again in the future. Yeah, this is fun. All right, cool. All right, and that's it.
But now it's time for you to sleep late And you scream, well I can't I can't breathe